What's up, everyone? Welcome to the first of three Wall Street post-game recap episodes. I am one of your hosts, AJ Bopel, the director of content and social at Municipal, alongside my other host, Harry, why don't you introduce yourself? <laughs> Thanks, AJ. <laughs> Harry Arnett, I'm CEO of Municipal, and uh, here we go. It's about time we're getting to talk about Wall Street. It feels like this has been forever, and we finally get to see the show. It's great. Harry, I remember, let's see, this is April 2021. I remember in... 2019, which is when the episode one and episode yep. two uh, take place in 2019. I remember you telling me about the idea. A little birdie was going around saying, hey, there might be a show on HBO Max, which we didn't even know what HBO Max was yet because they didn't have any programming. They didn't exist yet. And I'm like, Harry, are you making this up? Because uh, I never heard of HBO Max. I know. And then, and then the, the camera crew, Unrealistic, the the crew started showing up to all of our meetings right off the bat when we started and lo and behold here we are a year and a half later and 500 hours of footage later dialed down to six i knew a little i knew a little bad i was like it's like hbo but bigger that's why it's called max (laughs) hbo max (laughs) but we thought it'd be crazy and i thought it'd be cool to to because we have a unique position here as we're both in the show part of the show we're subjects you're we're a star or you're a, you're a co-star but <laughs> right exactly is it called uh arnett street i don't think so <laughs> it's not harry street it's wall street but we're we're part of it and we got we get the chance to be around all of the folks that are in there pretty much you know mark included so we thought it'd be fun as we're all waiting for the show and in, in anticipation now that it, it has dropped and you get to watch all six episodes that we'd go through it and have some guests on, have some people that you might see, and get to talk to them about what what you may have seen in that particular episode, or what's coming, or kind of a behind the scenes of what was happening, or if there was a scene that we inspired us or we thought was cool, we'll talk a little bit more about that. Because I think, from my standpoint, you never do know, but ha- now having seen it, it's it's not only fun to be a part of the show, but it it's a it's a show really I think that people are gonna not are gonna enjoy and they're gonna learn a lot, learn a lot from it. Totally. And the best part is we want this to be as engaging and a two-way street as possible. So if you have any questions about the show, about Municipal, about any any of the other businesses, definitely slide into our DMs. They are always open on Instagram at Municipal. And let us know your questions. Go to municipal.com. We are having an entire landing page full of Wall Street content. And there's going to be um, a message board on there where you could ask your questions, where you could talk to other fans of the show. So that's really the whole point of this is to bring more of a behind the scenes aspect to the show and to really give it some more context and insight. And Harry, today for episodes one and two, I mean, we have really one of the people behind the entire series, uh, Archie Gips, which is uh, which is a great get, man. The man, look at us the go. man that really helped. <laughs> Put it all together. I mean, Archie's the guy. He's the head of the president of Unrealistic Ideas. He's partners with Mark and Lev. And he literally was there just about when every second of this thing was shot. Yeah. So he had a, him and his uh, team had to go through all that footage to dwindle it down to six episodes. Uh, but he, we thought he was the perfect guy to really kick off this three episode podcast, maybe more episodes, who knows? But uh, make sure you're subscribed to this podcast so you don't miss. Uh, the coming episodes in the next couple of weeks, depending, uh, really, Harry, on when my wife decides to have our huh. second baby. <laughs> well, 
that being said, let's get Archie on the horn because we don't have a moment to spare. All right, here we go. Here's our conversation uh, with the president of Unrealistic Ideas, Archie Gibbs. All right, Harry, we got our man Archie on the line. Archie, you are kind of the star of episode two. I'm actually very curious because you said you first met Mark on the set of Wahlburgers and you were the showrunner. What the hell is a showrunner? Because I don't think anybody understands exactly what that is. Interesting. Well, people that are in the entertainment industry know what it is. Um, I don't know what, like, you know, when it comes to like stitching and seams and stuff like that, that you guys know in the, <laughs> in the apparel world. Um, I, a showrunner is a producer, usually the executive producer of a show that is literally running it. He's responsible for every aspect of the show. Mm. That person interfaces usually with the network and the production company that is producing the show. So in the case of Wall Street, we hired a showrunner. Her name is Sarah Sabitsky. She was wonderful. And so she ran the, she was a showrunner for Wall Street. On Wahlburgers, I was the showrunner. I was hired by a production company and I interfaced with all of the cast, all of the crew and the network and the production company. Oh, yeah, so you're, okay. you're there, you were there for Wahlburgers, like literally everything that was shot, you're pretty much there for everything. Yeah. And again, yeah. that's really how I built up the relationship. So, um, you know, let's just say for Wahlburgers, we'd shoot uh, something in Italy. I would be hanging out with Mark in Italy and we'd take a helicopter ride together mm -hmm. and we're going to a place and like there's a lot of downtime together. So you get to know someone pretty mm -hmm. well. It's not when you're shooting with them, but the downtime when you're not shooting, you know, we shared a lot of stories and you know, basically I did a lot of listening because his life is incredibly fascinating. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. And, um, and yeah, that's how we kind of built up does the relationship. It, Arch, does it blow your mind? Like when you think of those times on Wahlburgers, which was if, several years ago to think where you are now that you're in business with Mark and Lev on something brand new. And, you know, obviously you guys have had some success by the time that people see wall street, but this, this, unrealistic ideas is a brand new entity and you're peers with them now. Uh, it's, it's, it's crazy. I mean, I can't even describe it and think about it for 20 years. I've been doing this. I've been making shows, films and stuff. I've never done a show where I'm actually a character in it. And my company <laughs> that I'm with is in it. How hard is that? You know, it's I like mean, a show about a show. Like I was going to ask you, how did you know what to put in, what to cut out? Cause you, you want to show stuff that's real. I, and I think my perspective on watching episode one. So, you know, we've been, we've been doing this for a while as this, as the subjects we've been in this show and we've been at your mercy for 18 months, I guess, and lived with the crew for pretty much off and on that entire time. I didn't really know what to expect. And I'm, I was kind of cringing a little cause we just, Spoiler alert, some shit happens. <laughs> some shit happens in 2020. But I, I got to tell you, like when the first, and I, I think I've told you this when I first saw it, when that first scene when Mark's rolling in his car to Spencer Confidential premiere, I was at the premiere and I remember it so well and vividly. I, I, was, I was having an emotional reaction of just how much energy and hope it gave me again to think of what, normal life, if you mm. will, was like back then and how we might be able to return to that. But how, how, well, was, it to, how was it to relive all this stuff again when you guys are editing all the footage you got? 
Well, that, that it's funny you bring that scene up, Harry, because I mean, mo we have great a great DP, DP, the director of photography. His name was Michael Pepin. He's wonderful. Love Michael. So much yeah, of it is beautifully awesome. shot. You know, I know he shot a ton with you guys. Mm -hmm. I was actually in the back seat of Mark's car shooting on an iPhone <laughs> for that when we drove up to the premiere of. Oh, that's of, great. Uh, spent, that's me in the back seat filming <laughs> it. So. Yeah. Um, it brought back just a flood of memories and yeah, you're right. It's like, it's like, it seems like decades ago. Um, and I just, you know, from what happened from January, basically we started filming December, 2019 and we shot all the way through literally up until like a few weeks ago before the premiere of yeah. the show here on HBO max coming up. And, uh, it's just, I can't even describe it. And and to also be able to look back and see, you know, cause obviously I know you personally and to see you on camera, I know Ryan personally, I know Tom Dowd, I know all these guys personally. Mm. Um, and then myself, and it's all captured, you know, for other people to examine and pick apart and say whatever they will. And hopefully they'll dig it. Um, it's an absolute surreal experience. And it's like, it seems like it was 10 years ago and it seems like it was yesterday at the same time. I, I think one of the things I really loved, I, I had, I, I said this to the group and, and my wife, frankly, I said I had four, four goals that just being a, a little tiny part of this was number one is I, I really wanted it to be a great show, of course, just for selfish reasons. I loved, I was a big Wahlburgers fan and I wanted this one to be, you know, as good and entertaining, even though I know it's totally different. And the second thing was just having gotten to know Mark really well, having known him and then gotten to know him really well. Is I hope that it really captures the authentic Mark and the depth of Mark, that he's not just playing a part. People won't look at him as like, oh, he's playing a part, but like this is real. And then the third thing was obviously selfish reasons. I hope that <laughs> Municipal looks cool and people want to <laughs> be a part of Municipal and want to learn more and be a part of our ride and see it from the beginning. And they'll be documenting some stuff like when we first got started, which hopefully when we're really successful, will be cool to look back on. And then the fourth thing is, if for whatever reason, I don't ha I'm don't, i not doing this for the rest of my life, I need to be employable. So don't make me look like a clown. So thank you for at least the well, first three, I think are the, the check boxes, but I'm sure you've been getting that from everybody in it is like, Archie, be kind Harry, to us. You're, you're, Harry, you're being incredibly modest. <laughs> you are the star. There's, first of all, Mark's the star, and the 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 second banana is you in this thing. And I, I truly mean that. I mean, I, you are. You know, you you were so great at at giving up. You know, exposing yourself, really allowing our camera crew to get into your company, to show everything that's going on, to really show your relationships with Mark and Lev. Um, you and I always talk about this. We have the unique distinction of both having Mark and Lev as our partners. We're yeah, the only true. two that have that. And that is a, a whole- very, That's a special bond. A very a rare bond. Venn diagram. A very rare Venn diagram. Very, very rare. We know if you can get both of those guys liking something, it is the unicorn of unicorns. So, um, you know- the fact that the show you were able to see your relationship with both Lev and Mark was fantastic. You don't get to see my relationship with Lev in the show, which is a great one. We have that one, we have one scene together, but it really is, you know, how you handle the two of them is remarkable. And people get insight into that as well. And I do think, you know, Mark is, as we know this and hopefully viewers will see it. This is, this is as real as it gets. Like, 
we see the failures. Mark was totally down for letting people know, like, no, this is what really goes into these businesses. You can't have success without stumbling along the way. I mean, yeah. it's not just that, it's not that easy. And so he really wanted entrepreneurs and viewers to really get that that peek into it. And you with your company, um, you know, really gave that you really gave a clear and full um, you know world for all of us to see. Uh, for just to answer one of the other questions, you know, I made sure because I was in the editing room to cut out just enough so you weren't. You didn't overshadow me too much. The part I did love that you captured like right out of the gate being around Mark is just the good natured ball busting that happens among all of the people that get a, the chance to hang out with him. It's, it's really oh, hilarious. Yeah. Episode two, you had the, you the, had few, the uh, bomber hat on there. I know. <laughs> he's one of the few guys I know that, it's even more fun when you're on the receiving end of the ball busting than it is when he's busting someone else's balls. You know, it's, it was, you guys really capture that. I, I loved when he's giving shit to Tom Dowd. And of course he's giving shit to you and me. And, and um, I, I, that, it's totally, I know it's that, a, that was tough to capture that, but you guys did. And that's Mark, right? I mean, look, Mark comes from a huge family. He's very tight knit. And I always, it's a badge of honor. If You know, it's like, you're like a brother of his. If he's giving you that shit and giving you a hard time, mm -hmm. it means that he cares about you. You know, if he didn't do that, you should be worried. So ah, to right. me, it was always, you know, I, I thought that that was captured really well. And I, I, I feel like the, the key to the show for me is, are those real relationships? And I wanted to make sure and, I, I, I removed myself from a lot of the editing and I relied heavily on the, the producers um, that came on and worked on the show that were fabulous in post-production because I was too close to it. And I mm -hmm. clearly I could, you know, give notes on scenes with you or whatever, because I'm not you. I know you and I know I felt like I could help make scenes stay as authentic as they really were. But when it came to my own scenes, like I was like, I literally said, guys, I, you got to tell me like what works here. And so I really relied on, on them. And um, Carolina, who is our co-executive producer was wonderful too. Um, and, and sort of diving in and, 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 you know, there was so much stuff was shot. I mean, you know, it was. Yeah. I mean, just, I had to be, yeah. how many, how many, I mean, we're hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of hours. A lot. You probably had a hundred hours minimum of just yeah. municipal. I mean, it was crazy. Yeah. And again, the stuff we cut out was just like, not to, the meetings that were just like boring meetings. I mean, it yeah. gets to a point where like, I don't know what they, you know, they're talking about like, you know, the price point of a hamburger. It's like, okay, right. I don't think the audience needs yeah. to drill down into that so much. So there were a lot of meetings that were attended that we cut down on and just try to give people the essence of these businesses, of the relationships that he had with his partners and, and trying to, you know, build other business for people like the green zebra stuff is really yeah. um, something that's really captured really well of, of um, Mark trying, you know, I'm not going to give any spoiler alerts on that either, but like it really is really encapsulated like how he kind of deals with new people that he's just meeting and how he's just a, a down to earth normal guy for being a super celebrity you just he's, he's so unassuming you know when you actually i, I say that all the time yeah. people obviously when when they know that i know mark is they always ask well how, how do you know him i said you know it's it's funny because mark has a uh and i think you can relate to this too is mark and i are about this exact same age and 
his his lifestyle is a little more hype than mine. Okay, and you guys show that in Wall Street. Um, I'm on I'm on middle seats in Southwest. Mark is not, but the things that are going through his life about okay, he's about this age and he's trying to figure out what to do with his career and how to really put the most of himself into something and and create something he's proud of, surround himself with people that he loves, to do work that he loves, plus balancing the the realities of of wanting to be an engaged father and put himself, yes. those are real things. You know, those yes. are the things I think that I talk to Mark about. I don't talk to Mark about, Hey, what was it like to be in, you know, boogie nights or, or what, what's going on in your next movie? Like, I don't talk to him about those things. I talk to him about the, the substance, the substantive things. Totally. I mean, every, I, every time Mark calls me the first thing I'm like ready. Cause you know, when I, he's a busy guy, so yeah. I don't, I always want to respect him. He's usually on a set or whatever. So I want to just get to it. I'm like, Hey, I got a question for you about this show or this thing, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, Whoa, 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 Whoa. How are Wally and Lucy? How is the family? Like you mm -hmm. literally like he'll stop me and be like, I'm like, dude, like, yeah. thank you for saying that. Yeah, no. And I'm like, you know, he, it's all about that. And that's another thing that I'm glad you brought it up because that's really the, the key to the show is that balancing act of being a great dad, a great husband, and and doing all these things you know and it just oh, boggles Archie, my mind i mean i mean, I, so, I can't i literally can't do 10 pull-ups you know and, and like i have to like mentally prepare myself to do 10 pull-ups and i usually get like seven done yeah this guy and i were talking about that in the, in the first machine. in the episode one the first episode when mark's there and you guys are with him in london and he's driving um or maybe it was episode two but he's he's driving to the set and he's on the phone with some other business and i was thinking if i was in a movie and i had like really important parts on like a friday and it was a tuesday i'd be like clear my schedule i don't want anything between <laughs> now and and mark is the exact opposite right up into the point when they're calling him in this trailer to come out there he's doing all kinds of stuff oh my gosh and again it was like another great moment i remember that i i was like i i was in the back seat while we're filming this with Mike Pepin. And as it was filming, I was like, this must go in the show. And we're driving, he was totally exhausted. He wanted to get back to the family. He'd been there for like 70 days in the UK, in London. He's like, and he turns on the radio and he's listening to Carly Simon. He starts yeah. singing to it. Yeah, that was episode and two, I was that like, was great. I'm like, this is insane. Like, people like, you're in the car and you're like, this is a surreal moment. Like Mark Warwick is singing like, you know, um, you're so vain, you know? <laughs> and I was like, this has to go in because this is the side of Mark that people don't get to see, yeah. you know? Like slice of life little things that just like he us. actually knows. Like knows we can see ourselves doing that same thing. Totally. And just like that, that there's that gut-wrenching part too where his son's calling him and like, when are you going to be home? We've all been on the on the other side of that kind of phone call, you know? I was it's on like, that phone call when I was filming in <laughs> London with Mark, my family's... <laughs> Yeah, like, hold on. Well. I'm on a call with Mark, who's getting the same call from his son, asking him when he's going to be home. How did this show come about, Arch? Yeah, I, I was just going to ask. I've been around, you, know, Archie. you guys, when you guys are talking about this idea or that idea, or you guys got a bunch of stuff in the pipelines. But how does how does the idea come about, and how do you guys say, yeah, let's go for it? No, it's it's all Mark. He's like, time to do Wall Street, and he literally had the name for the show. He's like, we're doing Wall Street. He's like, Wahlburgers is done. Time for. I don't, I don't want Wahlburgers 2.0. I want Wall Street, brand new. Let's think of something. Let's make this, you know, a different show, Archie. And then 
you know, we had a lot of people that helped shape the creative of this. We knew that we wanted to have real CEOs to be a part of the show was really important to us to like give that little bit of a learning experience to the audience to see kind of what really goes into being a successful entrepreneur. So, you know, Lev was a really huge proponent of that. Like, let's get these like sort of little interstitials or these moments with these real CEOs. We wanted to get the movie flavor in there. So we threw in those scenes from the movies to add some levity, you know, <laughs> the idea of it being, hopefully the audience is, it's pretty clear to the audience, but it's like, what is Mark really thinking in this moment? It was and great. Like, it was really you know, funny. Is that hard to do? I mean, for people watching home, like, oh, that's cool. But I, I know having been around, like, to get the ability to do that. I mean, that, there's a lot of work that goes into that. Oh my, oh my god! <laughs> so not only is it so hard to do, it's so expensive. Yeah, to license yeah, that I can stuff. imagine. It's insane. You think like, oh, it's a movie with a mark. It must be nothing. They must give it to mm -hmm. them. No, mm -hmm. it's like. <laughs> The studio is, it's crazy money you have to pay. And then if there's music in there, there's some great oh. moments we couldn't use because it was like the music. Like rolling Stone song was yeah, in there. Like, yeah. Two like seconds of a Rolling Stone song. Yeah. And like, well, if you want to use that clip, it's going to cost you $150,000 for four seconds. And you're like, can't really afford that. Um, what about what about the idea of having all the mentors and uh, all like the sage advice givers? Like yeah. they add such a, at least in the first, two episodes, they add such great context to things that uh, that either Mark is saying or just like uh, like general like business advice that like if you had those people in a room, like those are the questions that you'd want to ask them, you know? So like it was, it made so much sense, but just the whole idea, it was like such a curveball, and it was, but it was, it fucking worked, you know? Well, thanks. Yeah. I mean, that was something, again, Lev was a huge proponent of that. And we had talked about that from the get-go and we we tried it with, with it in, with it out. And we were just like, it's just so cool to just hear the perspective of these, these other successful people to chime in as like a Greek chorus. And the idea always was, you know, Mark is always going to, you know, he, he marches to his own drummer, you know, even though someone might tell him, don't do it, don't do it. He's like, hey, I'm going to do it anyway. I believe in it. I mean, that's just Mark, right? So yeah. Even if these CEOs are saying, you know, you should do this way, Mark's like, I should do it that way, but I'm going to do it this way. And I might fail, but then in the end, I'm going to succeed, you know, mm -hmm. fail three times, but the big one at the end, I, I succeed, you know, and that, that's yeah. kind of way Mark looks at life. You know, it's like, you got to be out there. You got to take chances to, to move ahead. Right. That's what he's done his whole life. And, yeah. uh, you know, everybody can watch all six episodes at once, but I couldn't help but thinking when I first saw the first people pop in episode one, there's some foreshadowing going on with these commentary. So, you know, pay attention because they're kind of signaling what might be coming. A storm might be brewing, which of course, you know, 2020 was awesome. <laughs> yeah. I think people know the storm that's brewing. I know. But uh, I, I would say too that there's, I think there's only two characters. And by the way, there's a Wall Street Journal article today. I don't know if you guys, I'm sure, I know that you we guys- We pass it around. It. Yeah, we just passed okay. it around. There's the line in there that says, some of his colleagues even come to, te come to tears. <laughs> I think those colleagues are you and I. Having, I know. Um, <laughs> I know. I'm having to deal with the pandemic. Um, no, really, all, all joking aside, it was, you know, it was really tough. I know we, we, you know, you and I spoke during it and clearly it's to, to keep 
our companies in many ways are so similar Two totally different industries, but I like you, I've invested in the company of those guys. You know, I, it's not a storyline in the episode because we didn't want to have two storylines that were the exact mm -hmm. same, but yeah. you know, I, we had the same situation in ours too, you know, where I had to put in money. Um, not, not, I'm imagining not as much as you had to put in and, and the sacrifice you had to make, but it's still, there was a lot. And again, you, we both know, and I don't want to sound like I'm extremely grateful to be in business with Mark and Lev. They've opened up so many opportunities for me. So this is not at all a woe is me at all. Um, but it's just, there's a lot of pressure on you and it's, and it's for your, for the people that you you brought onto your company, like you and I, we each separately, like I brought people into unrealistic ideas that I really believed in. I want to have them grow with me. And we didn't fire a single person through the pandemic. I'm extremely proud of that. A lot of other production companies fired a lot of people. Mm -hmm. We took out our PPP loans, you know, did everything legitimately um, all by the books, um, you know, and, and I'm proud of that. And, and you too. I mean, you obviously really proud of what you did. And, and how you were really a great leader for, for Municipal and everyone that works for you and with you. Yeah, I, I, when in episodes two, when you were, your, your story was so similar to my own of, mm -hmm. of leaving something behind that had security and you built a career doing one thing and it made a name of, for yourself, of course, and, and sort of stripping it down to the foundation, start something over in pursuit of something you thought was better for you know, obviously the upside is there, but to find a better version of yourself through that process. And as you're talking about that, and my wife and I are watching, she just reached over and like grabbed my hand. And it's my story. Mm. Yeah, that was the thing too. I, we, I look at these things from a creative standpoint, you know, because I've done this for two decades. Our stories are so similar. It would creatively, we had to figure out a way to make it interesting in the show that we were, that our stories were different. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Because right. mm -hmm. otherwise, it's like, well, we heard that story already with Ari. So it's very, you know, if you notice, look at, like, these, look at these two clowns risking yeah. everything. What a bunch yeah. of suckers! You can't have two of us. Yeah. The, only difference, the only difference they know that oh, Harry's there, there's those two guys that Mark and Lev work with. Harry's the, the handsome one, and Archie's the dorky one. Um, that, that's the only difference they know. But uh, you know, I, I think I, I'm hopeful that people appreciate the show certainly a ton of hard work was put into making it um i know all of the people that appeared in it like you guys you know put a tremendous amount of effort into helping us you know giving us the time to to document your stories and truly appreciate that and and hopefully you know like i said like not everyone's gonna love it i'm sure people <laughs> are gonna have their issues for one way or the other that's how it always works out but overall, I'm extremely proud in us telling a story that is not sugarcoated um, in regards to how these businesses run. You know, mm -hmm. there's the ups and the downs of how these things work. And clearly the pandemic put a gigantic magnifying glass on top of all that for everyone to see it. But um, either way, it was going to be told. I mean, even if there was slip ups and there was no pandemic, we, we would have seen it all. That's what Mark insisted on. Mark is like, yeah. we're going to show it all. Like, I don't want us to be like, oh, Mark Wahlberg, this company is doing tremendously successful. This company is, no, it's like there's real, real ups and downs that happen. And let's, let's show people that if you do try to strive to do something 
and you don't do it at first. You can continue to try and try again. And that's really what the show is about. And it's still, it's still a work in progress, right? Mm-hmm. Once the six episodes end, it's not like everything, not, everything's not wrapped up in a little bow. It's like to be continued. We're still here. We're still here. We, there could be a season two. I know. We got to do something with all that unseen footage, man. It's like there's so much good shit that nobody that nobody gets to see. It's like Director's it's so sad. Cut. I love it. Yeah. Director's cut. Director's <laughs> cut, AJ. The movie. Wall Street, the movie. Let's go. <laughs> because I think, like everybody, I'm, I'm dying to know in uh, episode two, did you end up buying the goofy looking hat with the sunglasses? <laughs> <laughs> for 400 pounds. <laughs> 400 pounds. Right. You like that? That was really there was a re- There was a recurring theme in the, in the, which is kind of funny because, I, you know, we're a startup company. You know, it's like you. It's like we don't have. And it's, it's, it's interesting because later on, when I'm not going to, I won't give it away, but Wahlbergers, you know, when he goes to visit the offices, he's, you know, Mark is like kind of, upset and and it, it it comes back to as a startup and the way i run it's like you know we can't just throw away money like that and me personally mm-hmm. that's how i see it like that 400 pounds for a hat is like buying presents for my kids you know like i don't <laughs> no. want to i'm not wasting that hat on them, <laughs> exactly. uh, for myself so yeah it's it's um some might call it frugal yeah i call it uh no i know, call it intelligent i call it i call it intelligent <laughs> No, I, I, I the dinner, right? We, oh, you, of course, Harry, you weren't there because you were back. You were truly back in the States that time. We had the dinner that I, I had, a, I took Mark out to and I had to pay for everyone. And it was like, he was giving me a hard time because it was like, this is such a cheap bill. Okay. And it's a very funny, it was a very, very funny scene, which totally encapsulates our um, relationship. So maybe that will be in the, the director's cut. Absolutely. Yeah. Arch, Archie yeah, and I have a under, uh, an understanding that if we're ever taking everybody out and whoever's paying that we're going to order the cheapest thing on the menu if we're on the not on the receiving end of the check. Exactly. I would have been a good yeah. I would have been a good candidate because I would have gone water and dinner salad for you, Arch. Don't worry. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. <laughs> always looking out, Harry. Always looking out, man. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. I, I was wondering, like, you know, when you guys are editing this on the you mentioned the carte blanche from from Mark. And, and Lev, too, on really showing all the vulnerabilities because that's a tough thing to it's, – it's one thing to have someone say it. It's, a, it's another thing to really take that as marching orders because you're also in business with Mark, and you, you have a little bit of, like, we got – there's a brand here also that we're trying to protect, yeah. but we're trying to make great content. That's a tough, that's a tough balancing act, I mm. think. Tell me about it. I mean – there's a reason why if you look at my the amount of gray hair I have before and after this show, I mean, yeah, again, you, you hit the nail on the head. It's like, how do you, um, how do you, how do you give enough, but not, you know, it's, and again, we just said, you know, whatever, whatever happens, happens, and we're not going to worry about it. But um, we actually had a lot more stuff that was cut out because to HBO max to, to their credit it got a little bit too meta because we were like, let's show the audience what we actually had to do to even film it yeah. once it got into the pandemic. Cause we had a meeting like you guys, we had a company wide meeting of all the people on the show, all, all the producers and the editors. And we're like, how do we, con- once the pandemic mm. hit, we're like, how do we continue to document it? Like, so Mike freeze, who's a great producer that works with us. He's buddies with Mark. So he could go over Mark's house and shoot at an iPhone. Like, 
we knew that every yeah. little bit of a frame of footage was invaluable. So how could we continue to tell this story and do it safely? Because that yeah. was the most important thing was like, we didn't want, you know, remember the first days of the pandemic and even to this date, you know, even to today, to some degree, like we just don't know what we're dealing with. So how, how would we safely do this and still continue to right, right in the middle of the production, Archie. And I was, I was mm -hmm. wondering about that because there were, everybody had some restriction and, oh, you know, work from home kind of mandates. But in, in your field, it, the restrictions were right to the edge of like prohibiting you to actually do your job. Like just oh, shutting yeah. everything down. Oh yeah, yeah. We had a, you know, and also was the protocol to do anything, again, rightfully so for safety was the 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 the, the protocols were crazy. It, it it added a tremendous amount of money. You know, we had to spend a lot more money on the show for the budget for all the testing, tons yeah. of rapid testing. Everyone got it tested two times, three times a week. You know, all these protocols were put in place. Um, knock on wood, not a single person had, there was not an incident in the entire time. Um, and yeah, it was, just, it was a, a tremendous burden. It's funny because the first two episodes that we're talking about now, beautifully shot on beautiful Amira cameras. And then it slowly descended. And then all uh, iPhones. <laughs> iPhones and Zoom footage. I love know? it. That's AJ, so good. We're laughing in that, that first episode, you get to see when Mark's in London and we have a video call with him. And I just remember thinking, yeah, it feels like a million years ago. But I remember exactly when we were doing that, thinking, "Oh, it's so cool! We get we we get to do a video call. These are so cool! I love these yep. video calls." And now, like, I don't want to do another video call ever again. <laughs> I remember, remember, I was sitting in I was sitting in the room when you got when you did yeah. that that scene. That was great, and that was, I that. um, yeah. So that was that that was a, a fun that was a fun. Um, I mean, look. The municipal story we always knew from the get-go was and it was going to be the best one to follow because it was we caught you guys starting out right mm -hmm. literally it was like here we go we're just getting going and we followed you all the way through to launch and the fact yeah. that it happened through a pandemic is just insane but that we always knew that that was going to be a fantastic story to follow and you you know harry of course you were a great character to follow um not not to, to, to belittle you to become a character. You know, I'm not like, a character. You know. He gave um, me shit for that. He gave me shit for that before because I kept calling everybody characters. He goes, AJ, characters. they're real people, man. I'm like, yeah, no, but they're I'm also down. characters. I'm down as yeah. a character, but he's a real person. And yeah, Ryan and all the characters. Well, well, well here, here's a little bit of, of scuttle, but I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but I will. So HBO Max, you know, they have they have they 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 screen this in front of like you know testing groups and stuff. So one of the things that they test are like additional characters or supporting characters you and i were rated as the highest so oh all right there you go arch arch that's where it pays friends were with were the like, producer because i'm sure that he showed them good clips of us in the show i mean you you come across as a very you know you are it's not who you come across as you are an extremely considerate thoughtful you know, wonderful guy. And, you know, it's, that comes across. And, well, you know, we, we, we really bonded I, for us. And, and, you know, with your crew is around us all the time. We really bonded with the people that were on the crew. And that's, that's something I don't think anyone really thinks about is mm -hmm. who you select to embed with these people is as critical as how good they are at the art, you know, how they interact, how they, how they can be seamless. And, 
it would really was it really felt like we were kind of sad when the show ended because that was kind of people that we got to know and they were part of our extended family. So you got to do because we, we're going to miss take everybody. That, take that and now add that layer on top of that. You need someone, a crew that could do that also around an A-list celebrity in Mark right. Wahlberg. Right. That's right. what makes that, those these crew guys amazing because they're as nice and considerate to like normal schmoes like you and me, but they also can interact with Mark and Mark likes them and Mark is like cool with them. And that's, again, it's a testament to how Mark is such an, a laid back guy in that way and, and yeah. certainly doesn't have a, have a shred of prima donna in him. But still, it's like to be able to work with both, you know, just celebrity and also normal folks. It's it's a it's a very tricky thing, and it's the tr the crew did a really good job uh, of that, and I, I applaud them for that. You yeah. must be. We mean. have uh we have three minutes. We have three minutes and thirty seconds left. FYI, on our uh, on our okay. free Zoom on our free <laughs> Zoom meeting. Um, we the, our, yeah, Archie. I just have a quick question about HBO Max. Like, how did that? How did, like, how did HBO Max end up being your the the partner to distribute this? And is that like, what is that process like? Do you guys kind of pitch different networks and services, or do they come to you? Like, what is what? Because HBO Max is when I first heard of it, I was like, what is what is that? You know. And then obviously right. now I'm like, oh well, I, I'm on HBO Max right. all the time now. You know. Right. No, well, so what happened, yeah, every project we go out with, look, we have a wonderful relation with HBO and HBO Max because of, again, Mark and Lev have done, you know, over the last couple of decades, amazing shows for HBO from Entourage to Borbuck Empire to Ballers, you know, How to Make it in America, um, um, the one that they're now rebooting in Treatment. I mean, there's such, such a wonderful scripted background. So we kind of, you know, Unrealistic Ideas, you know, literally piggybacked off that. And now we have great relationship with them in non-scripted stuff too. And it was mm -hmm. simple as, you know, Mark's like, for this show in particular, we have the great advantage advantage of Mark saying, I want to do a show about my life. And people are like, yeah, we'll buy that. They're know? like, okay. <laughs> um, yeah. It's not usually as easy as that. But um, right. that in, in this case, it was like, yeah, HBO Max seems like the right home for this. Let's, let's go for mm -hmm. it. Awesome. That's great. Um, we have uh, a minute left. Um, okay. Harry, any uh, lasting uh, thoughts or or any questions, real quick? Archie, I know that we have to wait, but let's let's do a season two. Let's get it. Let's let's put up. <laughs> Hopefully, people are listening to this podcast and they're excited and they get all their friends and family to watch. It's all in the numbers. If mm. if we have a huge outpouring of of people watching it in social media, we got a season two, baby. Well, I, just, I know oh, that AJ and I and our families and friends are all excited about it. So that, that's so something excited. to start. That's it. You got to start somewhere, I mean, Archie. You got to start somewhere. Yeah, there you go. You got to start somewhere. Everybody start somewhere. Wait till Harry turns into a meme. That's what I'm waiting for. <laughs> <laughs> then we made it. Then we really made it. Well, Archie, thanks so much for popping on, man. Uh, thanks, amazing Archie. job. The show is incredible. And everybody watch the rest of the season if you haven't already.